Welcome, everyone, to another episode of A Community of Culture, The Gay Perspective. With me, I have Philippa, Brianna, and Brandon. How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. Yeah, we're doing great. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, this week we're going to talk about activism and pride, talk about religion, uh, dating, allies, groups on campus that you can join uh, here at Texas State University. And we're sadly wrapping up uh, this series of The Gay Perspective. Are you, are you guys like know, shedding a tear? So, uh, I'm kind of sad. My I think second I, podcast coming to an end. <laughs> well, I've, I mean, for me, it's 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 kind of bittersweet only because, you know, we do move on with it. We're actually going to start <clears throat> one called The Feminist Perspective. Uh, sign me up. <laughs> hey, I'll be so, back next time. <laughs> So, so I think got your uh, women's studies minor over here. Okay, yeah. I, I think it's going to be very interesting. So that one's going to be fun, but it is better because I've learned so much about the gay community from talking with you guys and Ernest, who is sadly not with us for this episode. But um, you guys have been amazing and, and awesome, and it, it makes uh, me realize that there is a lot of active activism in the gay community there's a lot of pride as well um you know just speaking with you for that um you know people are proud and it's still a work in process but i feel like there's been a lot of progress made there's still a progress there's still a lot of progress to be made so uh you guys have been awesome and and i'm glad that you guys have been able to share this with me and with other people that are listening well, thank you. We are too. It's been a great experience. I know. I, Philip has had had a lot of fun. Um, yes, I know. Uh, yeah. Just single out Philippa. <laughs> she, well, I mean, her in I particular. Make the most jokes. I, I make the most jokes. Well, one, I think it's been re- it's been ones, really good yeah. because she doesn't work at the University yeah. Star, the paper that's here, and we've been able to bring in an She's outside my special source. guest. Exactly, bring an outside source in to kind of explain, you know through her now. eyes you know what's what's been going on i know big thing for you is activism through femu and you've talked about a lot of uh pride that you've had in coming out and stuff and i kind of want you to expand and kind of close it out for us uh, mm-hmm. uh explain to what femu is one i think a lot of people need to understand do we want to do that now or once we get to the other oh uh, no i think that fits in right with the we activism okay. and um, pride and i feel like a lot of this show is just gonna kind of yeah. yeah i mean we can i don't know if we want to we want to do good organizations at the end or just go for no, it now? No, just, just I, I really want you guys to explain what FEMU is. So okay, well, what FEMU is. is Feminist United. Yes. Um, I have some very good friends that are that are officers of Feminist United. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you might be thinking, well, that's, that's, that's women's issues and not necessarily LGBT issues, but feminism, mm-hmm. and this, this, is, this is really intersectional feminism they're doing. It's the good feminism, <laughs> not that liberal white feminism stuff. But um, they uh, they do a lot of work with the LGBT community because intersectional feminism ties in significantly to the LGBT community, especially with things, um, you know, not not just not just lesbians, but also queerness, transgender, everything. Um, so they do a lot of work with that. They do a lot of work with um, provide, you know, making. Uh, activism for like healthcare and stuff, mm-hmm. not just for women, but for for everybody, because feminism to them and to most feminists is a is a everybody issue. It's not just a women's; it's everybody. So, do you want to do you want to tie in about BEA or FEMU or go um, go for it? Yeah, actually, I just wanted to say one last thing. My one of my favorite things about FEMU is they start off every meeting. Everyone goes around. They say their name, their preferred name, and then they say their preferred pronouns. For instance. I would say my name is Philippa, and I prefer they, them, theirs pronouns. And Brianna, you use feminine pronouns? Yeah, why not? So if Brianna were to introduce herself at FEMU, she would say my name is Brianna. I use she, her, hers pronouns. And everyone gets to be able to say that at the beginning, get that out of the way. And so you know... Like, even if you don't remember someone's name, you you usually can remember their pronouns, and that's Mm -hmm. a really cool thing to be able to just, you know, get that out of the way, because that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, Mm -hmm. is preferred pronouns. Like, you only see that in a very selective number of circles, but being able to just say these are my pronouns, please use them, and have a group of people around you who you know are going to respect that, that is that is a very amazing thing. And being able to go to FEMU and have that is pretty cool also. It, it makes it a safe space. And I also want to point out, first of all, they meet every Tuesday at 730 uh, at the back room of Tantra. It gets packed in there. Um, with but, good reason. With good reason. And they, it's not just it's not just women there. There's there's a good number of, of men in there, mm-hmm. too. I. 
I wouldn't say it's half and half, but it's it's definitely not just like one or two. And people who are gender nonconforming. Yeah, it's there's a lot of different people show up, you know. So don't don't feel afraid to show up. Um, do we want to talk about Bobcat Equality Alliance? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then we will let Brandon. Oh no, y'all got go this section, girl. Okay, because we're both we're but we are both officers of Bobcat Equality Alliance, which we are we are trying to get back up and going again we're i think we, i think we got it this mm-hmm. starting starting next semester in the fall we'll, it'll be it'll be up and going again um i'll let you talk about bobcat equality alliance all right well as of now bobcat equality alliance meets um every other tuesday at six o'clock in lbj and what bobcat equality alliance is we're it's about yeah, because I was yeah. going to go there a couple times. I'm like, okay, it just says LBJ. I don't um, know and I mean, honestly, about. you can you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, um, Tumblr and on all those sites. We keep relatively updated, <laughs> updated information like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is when we're doing it. This is where we're doing it. And um, this semester, the meeting rooms have been pretty subject to change, but we're um, looking to solidify that in the upcoming semester. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a thing that you should look into uh, next semester for sure, since this one's kind of coming to a close. But yeah, if you just uh, look into that, you know, you follow our social media, you can definitely keep in the loop. Um, just find us on Facebook, Bobcat Equality Alliance, on Tumblr, txstbea.tumblr.com. Um, you know, just it's pretty simple to follow us, and we keep pretty updated information on that. And uh, it shouldn't be too hard to find us next semester. If you want to talk about what we do? Or yeah, um, and I mean, what we do is, it's kind of, it's mostly just activism for equality, Bobcat Equality mm-hmm. Alliance, and this is intersectional equality. You'll, you know, you you know, as we use face. that, we we use that word a lot, intersectionality, and that means, I mean, you you've got all these um, intersections with gender, sexuality, race, even um, ethnicity. All these sorts of things that, um, I mean, have maybe been kind of exclusionary in the past, uh, but we're trying to pull it all together because, you know, um, you know, maybe in the LGBT community, some people feel like bisexual people or transgender people maybe don't get as much of a say. Like it's yeah. the focus is on gays and lesbians, but this is all about kind of recognizing that everyone has a place and no one really... No one really deserves to be left out of their place. So it's all about intersectionality, trying to get equality, you know, for all sorts of people. That includes people of varying races, genders, um, sexual orientations. And uh, that's kind of our goal is just to get together to talk about it, maybe do a little bit of activism and just... That's our, that's our main yeah, goal just, is, just is activism. Kind we're of, trying to yeah, make, spread the word. Yeah, we are, we are trying to make... Um, more and more places and that we're trying to make the school more inclusionary safe spaces etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. um we're also moving a lot more towards social just providing a, a safe place for people to come and enjoy themselves and just be who they are um and no judgment safe safe space mm-hmm. and talk about issues relevant to the community etc cetera, etc cetera. No, you know, my thing is that uh, you guys, you know, you guys are talking about all these groups and stuff. And we've only mentioned two. What, uh, <laughs> it feels like we just, we just talked a lot about them because we're most involved in those two. Mm-hmm. With these groups, though, what type of activism, activism roles <laughs> do you guys take? Like, you know, do you organize? Feminist maybe? United is probably far more activist oriented because they're they're more established than Bobcat Equality Alliances. Like I said, we're we're um, we're building ourselves we're up rebuilding ourselves up from um, uh, last year. Um, but Feminist United does a lot of community involvement. Right now, their their big deal is um, you know dealing with getting getting abortion clinics, keeping them open here in Texas, and women's health care. That's that's their big focus right now, from what I understand. But really, they do. We both do a lot of outreach via um, just education. People come to our meetings. We just talk about certain issues and mm-hmm. things that people might not have been aware of. Yeah, because awareness um, is really the first step. I mean, if someone doesn't know something about something, I mean, 
how can they act on something that they don't know about? And so the first step is to just kind of tell people just some basics and let them start forming their own opinions because that's when you start having really strong activism. And that's when that's when change happens yeah. is when you get people informed, they make their own opinions, and then they work and they fight for those opinions. I mean, so that's like it's the base level of activism is just informing people. And that's that's really the level that, BEA is at right now is just the most basic information. You know, you gotta you gotta get people informed, and uh, yeah, that's really the first step to activism. Yeah, like our last meeting, we talked about sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Since April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, um, the last FEMU meeting I went to, um, they talked about cultural appropriation, which is a really important thing. A lot of people didn't know about it, mm-hmm. yeah. and like, oh, I never knew <coughs> that this and this was appropriating a culture. Like, yes, belly dancing. Get it together, guys. You know, just stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just it's a lot of outreach via education and just informing people and just f- really finding, creating a, a inclusionary place for people to talk about these issues and to express themselves and learn. Speaking of expressing yourselves and learning and a place to, to um, go and learn more about, I'm kind of fascinated with the religion aspect of, of oh. um, homosexuality Mm -hmm. um you know i think a lot of people would say growing up in the church or growing up and reading the bible or whatever there are certain aspects of the bible that um might speak Mm -hmm. to homosexuality of not being pure or it being um um sinful yeah it being sinful um things like that i want you guys to kind of explain and represent your view on that if if it's possible for because i know there's some gay people that do believe that for them it is a sin Mm -hmm. but they just can't get out of it it's just something that they can't you know give up Mm um yeah there's a there's like a small contingent of the gay community who do you know as you said see themselves as sinful but it's more so you know in the Bible it says no sin is greater than any other. So it's right. kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm this is sinful, but then you're over here having premarital sex, so we're not any different really. <clears throat> as long as I repent, then that's fine. I, I'm not, well, I'm not one of them, <laughs> those people. Um, but especially in the black gay community, there's a huge church kind of centric thing going on. A lot of gay black people that I know, you know, go to church every Sunday. They're very religious, um, which is, you know, cool that they can, um, they still find solace in their religion even after coming out and their congregations are welcoming. Um, My mom is actually an ordained minister um, and she was, she like joined PFLAG and she's just like really, she's not, as close-minded as the stereotype for religious people can be, and which is probably one of the greater reasons that a lot of people in the LGBTQIA community kind of venture away from religion because of the stereotype of, like, the ignorant Christian, you know, the whole Bible belt of southern states who aren't the most welcoming of people. Um, So it, it definitely can be a conflict for a lot of people in the community to kind of come to terms with their sexuality with their religion like I know for me I used to be well I was a child so I wouldn't really count that but I was raised in the church kind of um and that was the main reason like I I would pray every night like oh my gosh why am I gay like I literally pray every night just like God I'm a really great person like can you just take this away and then I have like a one-way ticket to heaven just take this one little thing away like (laughs) i would be 11 praying every night about that um so it's a def definitely difficult for a lot of lgbt people the religion aspect of it all i mean actually there's a there's a website i believe if you just i think it's bible and homosexuality.com and you what it is it is a youtube video of a young gay male who is very religious. He's actually, like, I mean, he's working on his way to, like, religious scholar. It's He's pretty serious about it. And he biblically kind of debunks every single scripture verse that even mentions homosexuality. And he, you know, he finds a way that 
like really it's all about how you interpret the Bible and you know some people are going to say well your interpretation's wrong I mean who's to say that their interpretation is right and I feel like for um, LGBT individuals who are in fact religious um, aside from you know the whole self-hatred that can come with it the only other way is to kind of reconcile your beliefs and you know find that way to kind of say um like yeah this isn't the bible never says anything about an actual like loving relationship between two people of you know the same sex it never says anything about that and you can you can really find a way to kind of reconcile your beliefs with as some people call it your lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I mean you can find a way to make that work without all the self-loathing and you know praying the gay away but beyond (laughs) yeah it, it doesn't but beyond the personal struggle I mean outside you see like very you know historically the church and I say the church because you know, I was raised Catholic, so like they just call it the church. church yeah. <laughs> yeah. The like church. how like ambiguous is that? The church. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So, like the church, Roman Catholic faith, has been very traditionally strongly opposed to homosexuality, and then here you have Pope Francis who's saying, um, if a man is gay and he pursues the Lord, who am I to judge him? Mm-hmm. Like the Pope literally says he doesn't have any business judging a gay person and I feel like that kind of really set a new pace for the Catholic Church when he said that um, and it's not and it's not that he's suddenly condoning it the Catholic Church does not condone homosexuality like disclaimer it does not mm-hmm. it's just saying maybe if we could focus a little bit less on one issue that tends to drive people away from God, maybe if we focus a little bit less on that and not make it the topic of every other homily, maybe we can bring people closer to God. I mean, if if a gay man seeks the Lord, you know, who am I to judge him? And so I think that even in the church, there has been a very, very big shift in attitude towards homosexuality and even... Um, like transgender individuals and I mean it's a very slow shift but it's happening and I mean there are religious LGBT individuals out there and when they can reconcile their faith with who they are that is a beautiful thing and when they speak out about it I feel like that helps a lot of youth out there who might otherwise spend every night trying to pray the gay away because you know it, it, it doesn't work so yeah I feel like it's a very slow shift, but it's a big one, and uh, I feel like homosexuality and religion are becoming not so mutually exclusive, and that's that's a good thing. Oh, um, I mean, y'all are both raised in pretty religious backgrounds, mm-hmm. religious childhoods. I wasn't. We briefly went to church for a while, and we realized why we never went to church in the first place. Um, I mean, my, my family identifies as Christian. And they always accuse me of atheism, but I'm like, no, I just, I just don't want to think about it right now. I'm sure there's something out there. I just don't want to think about it right now. Like I've, I have other things to worry about. Agnostic, or maybe apathy. Agnostic. We could say agnostic. I really just, I just don't think about religion. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, however, disclaimer. I do do a lot of research into other religions. I have read many a holy book, many a religious teachings book I just it fascinates me I could just mm-hmm. never commit to one particular religion but um I'm at that point in my life commitment issues I have I commitment know, issues yeah commitment <laughs> issues with religion care. I'm a I'm a good college student like I don't know I'll find myself first but um, <laughs> yeah no it's really interesting you know people do a lot of focus on homosexuality and Christianity yeah. um but similar things are happening in, with homosexuality and, and queerness in general with other religions, too. Um, people, people view uh, stuff such as—I know Judaism is pretty—from what my understanding is, it's pretty inclusive to, to homosexuality and queerness. It's yeah. one of the first monotheistic religions, at least in the United States, to be like, hey, you're gay? Cool. Come on. Come to the synagogue, you know? Um, but, yeah, and yeah, Philip is applauding over yeah. here. Um, I have— <laughs> 
I have a, I have a friend. She is she is Islam. She wears a hijab and she's a lesbian. And you know, it's it depends. It's a personal thing, personal family, um, personal interpretation. But definitely the different religions out there too. Not just the monotheistic religions, but also the the I guess you I guess you could say polytheistic. polytheistic and I want to say Buddhist Buddhism can be non-theistic yeah. if that's a word. They're also becoming inclusive too of um, or reinterpreting their their feelings towards homosexuality. And once again, it's not mm-hmm. the entire general religion. It's it's sex within the different religions. Some of them are more open to it. Some of them are like oh oh no no no, yeah. you know. So it's um, it's really interesting to look at too that it's across the board something that's being kind of redefined and reinterpreted all throughout um so yeah there's a lot of focus on christianity and and lgbtqia issues but people need to realize that it's 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 an issue in all religions yeah goes back to what philip was said it's just about your personal yeah uh, dang i forgot what you said interpretation yeah (laughs) (laughs) um because there's you know several like churches especially in major cities where it's like ran by and for LGBT people mm-hmm. you have a complete LGBT um, <clears throat> congregation so it's all about the way you interpret things you know the Bible is written in various languages they have various different you know you have King what's his King, King, James, King Version. James Version and then you have all these different versions like literally you know probably tens or hundreds <laughs> of versions so it's all the about Catholics the way that you have interpret like it. a couple of versions of their own exactly you know like some are some are in like modern english some are yeah. in old english mm-hmm. some have been recently reinterpreted from the original language yeah. in a very in a more direct way so that like the the wording isn't always the same mm-hmm. um from bible to bible i mean you get a lot of variation in there and uh, that makes for a lot of openness and interpretation. Yeah. And I don't think that the problem between Christianity, Christianity in particular, and homosexuality, I don't think that the problem is that the book is 6,000 years old. I think it's that the interpretation is yeah. 6,000 years old. That's the problem, is that they're using it in a completely different context because times have changed. Well, they've been rewritten and translated. Right. Things get way lost in translation. Yeah. Things do get lost in translation. It mm-hmm. sounds like a cliche, but it is so true. Yeah, well, this is a literal thing. Like these things have gotten literally lost in translation <laughs> yeah. with the Bible. It's been rewritten God knows how many times by God knows how many different people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah, only God knows. Um weird beginnings. They've left books out for God's Yeah, sake. the uh, the Deuterocanon is missing from the King James version and most Protestant versions versions of the Bible. Meanwhile, the Catholic version does in fact have it. It's seven books that the Catholic version of the Bible has, um, including like the Book of Wisdom. You will not find that in most Protestant Bibles. And I, I mean, even just like between Christianity, like there are so many different yes. Bibles, not just to like even through monotheistic religions, you've got, you know, the Quran and the Bible and like so many others. There are tons of books out there and they're all a little bit different and everyone needs to interpret them for themselves I feel yeah. like if you believe in that stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I think the big disclaimer is if you believe I think yeah the other thing too is that um, you know homosexuality throughout the religions is is a big a big thing and I kind of want to focus more on the Christian aspect of it because I don't think it's that big of a deal let's say with Confucianism where it's more of an yeah. enlightenment Buddhism enlightenment I mean, it's, it's a still huge in, deal with in, Islam though yeah, in, in Islam, Islam and Hinduism Islam um, in is, the countries where they are primarily practiced because they, that may not be a big deal here in, in America because yeah. we don't have a predominant Islamic or Hindu and then again we don't have a theocracy either yeah we don't have a theocracy well not all, the, not all those countries are really theocracies. Yeah, a few Islamic countries in the Middle East are theocracies, but a, like India is not a theocracy. Yeah, Pakistan's not right. a theocracy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, it's a big deal over there. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Here in America, it's it's Christianity we're primarily focusing on. Yeah, that's because our Islam, primary religion. Islam, I feel like, I still feel like a lot of Islams don't accept, a lot of Muslims don't accept the gay community as much as mm-hmm. has been led on to believe, because I know... Um, we have family that are Islamic, and I think it's worse yeah. in the Muslim community than it is in the Christian community because I think, killings. yeah, because they get you know they get you know 
persecuted for it. Um, and in the Christian community, I know a lot of people take the interpretation of the Old Testament. You look yeah. at Genesis yeah. 18, mm-hmm. which, Sodom which and Gomorrah. Which, back to, it has been rewritten and reinterpreted by really one person usually, mm-hmm. or just a select group of people, and it's so... Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's always keep in mind. I'm just like, remember, Brianna, this has been rewritten, God knows how many times. Yeah, the, the, the Catholic Bible, anyway, as we have it now, I think it was um, put together by the Council of Trent. Yeah. Was, it, yeah. was it in 600? After was it? Jesus was it? Died. Yeah, it was 300. Yeah. So we, I mean, by politicians. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Take what it was really people. just a group of really prominent guys who mm-hmm. got together, and that's what the current bible is i mean yes you've got a lot of translations they're all very different but we cut you off otis continue oh no i was just saying that you know you, you do have you know genesis where the city of sodom and gomorrah uh, mm-hmm. you do have it love to quote that uh oh they love leviticus that. And, and deuteronomy where mm-hmm. you know god calls uh, homosexuality an, an abomination i do think that in certain circles, you do have to be careful on how you say the Bible's interpreted or yeah. how it's been rewritten because oh, yeah. you're going to have a lot of scholars, a lot of Bible scholars that think they know it all and whatever. Oh, yeah. and, and rightfully so. That's what you went to school for. You yeah. went to wherever to do that. But they'll have their own say with all and say, hey, you know, we have interpreted this a bunch of times, but it's to make it simpler because I know, especially in the Christian community, you know, you have the NIV, the New International Version, you have the yeah. American mm-hmm. Standard Version, yeah. you have the New King James as well as the Old King James yeah. Version, um, but a lot of those times, the reason why they reinterpret that isn't because they're trying to change the meaning of things. I think that's where it gets lost. I don't think they're tr- they're interpreting to trying make to modernize it, it. They're trying or? to modernize it, yeah. modernize it where you can understand what it's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much, hey, we're going to change the interpretation here and then make it something different from the old King James Version. Because yeah. I want to be careful. But things can still get lost in translation. Yeah. Well, I, do, yeah. I do agree with that. I do yeah. think yeah. things get lost in translation. I think it's more I'm talking to, about is lost in translation rather than reinterpreting Right, things. because I want us to be careful in saying that it's re you know, it's getting interpreted a different way because yeah. there's different versions of it. Because I, you know, I disagree. I don't think that that's what's being happened. I think things do get lost in translation, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's getting reinterpreted because it's being translated in a different way. Yeah. So that's why, you know, religion is an iffy thing, especially when it comes to homosexuality. I yeah. like what you said earlier that, um, you know, a lot of Christians are idiots. You know, I don't <laughs> subscribe to the Christianity of where it's, you know, it's a religion, it's a lifestyle. And that drives people away. It's the way, it's the yeah. way you're supposed to be done um you know i grew up in a a bible fearing house and even my dad as well you know when it comes to religion it's it's not religion it's a lifestyle it's the way it's supposed to go and the one thing that you said that i want people to start to understand is whether you think homosexuality is a sin or it's Mm -hmm. not the thing that matters the most to god is that all sin is the same yeah but if you steal a chocolate chip cookie and you commit murder to god you still sin Mm -hmm. you know to to god you still sin it's it, it it's it's it now because there's a human aspect to it that's why when you commit murder and you steal a cookie there's no way a human being can level that out yeah there's no way because we see the we see what comes yeah we see the rationality of yeah. it or whatever but in god's eyes it's different you know because he's saying that all sin is the same and all sin is equal no matter what you do unless it's unforgivable sin Exactly. Right. Uh, the, Catholic, the Catholic Church uh, says that there are two types of sin, mortal sin yeah. and venial sin. Venial sin is like, it's kind of like minor sin. They don't think of any sin. Yeah, no, misdemeanors. misdemeanors. And, yeah. and then you have venial sin <laughs> uh, or uh, mortal sin. Yeah. Mortal sin is like um, you know it's wrong. You think about it being wrong and you do it anyway. Right. And then you're unapologetic for it. That is a mortal sin. That's like a stain on your soul that can only be washed away by the blood of the lamb. You know. Yeah. That's, yeah. So the whole all sin is created equal yeah. is ch- generally what stands and I don't I, I do think that a lot of people kind of look over that yeah. they're like well you're gay it's like you steal cars like really yeah <laughs> really so yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think the, the the bigger thing too is that you know I took my first communion as a Catholic so you oh. know I get the best oh. of both worlds yeah my mom was confirmed a Catholic as well so you know it's always fun to hear both sides the the thing with that is that um you know the moral and whatever is that the moral they always try to you know Catholics are always saying that it's 
how can I, it, it's sin that you keep doing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But my thing is that you commit a misdemeanor over and over and over again as well. You can steal a cookie over and over, and you know that you're doing that. That's you stole why, the cookie from the cookie jar. Exactly. That's why. For me. To Not me, <laughs> to me, it's it's you know, sin is always going to be the same no matter what. Now, like I said, humans don't rationalize yeah. like that because you see murder and you see like a pedophile, and then you see like someone stealing just like a piece of gum from Walmart. Rationale isn't yeah. like, hey, you got to punish the sin. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not going to do that. Yeah. But my thing, though, with sin is that if you know that you're continuously doing it over and over and over and over again, at what point do you say? Like, uh, at what point do you say, hey, it's minor? You know, because I think for you to be continually doing it, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just really weird to me. And, yeah. you know, religion is just a fascinating thing to talk about, especially yeah. I know with homosexuality, because everyone has their own interpretation Absolutely. of it. I think everyone has their own opinion yes. on it, and you're, you're trying to do it in the most civil matter, you know, um, no matter what. Another thing that the Bible doesn't talk about, and this is something that we, and, you know, straight or gay, the Bible doesn't talk about dating. You know, it it really doesn't. There's no there. If you look, no, you up, because you just you, marry off your daughter when they're thirteen, yeah, right? If you look, if you for like look a cow, a I think it's more than one cow. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Two cows. depends yeah. on the depends on the daughter. Is she a babe or not? Yeah, if she's really hot, it's like two cows and a goat. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's no. the one thing the Bible doesn't talk about specifically is dating. You know, you, you hear a lot of marriage laws, and you hear, mm-hmm. you know. The, the commandments but one thing the Bible in specific and we're just focusing on the Bible because I feel like in America it's more well dating's you know, a more whatever. recent western right concept. right exactly yeah. and it's so recently become a thing and dating and Baby. I kind of you know the straight community has their own way of doing it well if you're like nah, I think That's I don't want to say I don't want to generalize it but you know traditionally a guy asks a girl out on a date or we're going to movies or we're doing stuff like that but I kind of want to know what you guys' perfect date would be Oh, Our perfect, perfect date. Perfect date. <laughs> um, I put you on the spot there. Uh, uh. I'm I mean, like I'm an Austinite, so I like to do things like go outside, and you know, either something outside, like go kayaking, or something really cheesy, gay like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a stereotype that all lesbians like to go outside and do outdoorsy things and everything. But at the same time, I think it'd be really nice to stay in. If I'm really familiar with the person, I wouldn't want to do this as the first date, but to, like stay in. And like have a couple beers and like watch oh. a Miyazaki film or something, something really weird and nerdy like that. I don't know. It depends. She on the is person. of age, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes I just turned twenty one <laughs> this past weekend. So we don't promote uh, underage drinking. No, okay. no, not. absolutely Very not. Wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's, it kind of depends on the on the person and the context. Usually, at this point now, it's probably just going to be let's meet up someplace and have a couple drinks or something a couple couple. like each one of us has a beer just just because (laughs) it's safer i don't know that's that's really like person like on the spot so you're just like uh like my perfect date is more chill laid back like whatever it depends on the person you know i would want to get to know them first and then because i there's like dates when you're already dating somebody and there's dates when you're like just trying to get to know somebody well this is your perfect date a, a perfect date is spending time with the person that I oh. want to spend the time with. Oh. Right? That's oh. my perfect date, okay? That is that my perfect date. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, is like, I'm not describing it that. <laughs> I'm serious. My perfect date is just having fun and enjoying each other's company. Oh. I mean, just driving in the car together can be a, a fun date. I don't know. It depends on the person. depends on the context. I've had so much dating, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> All right. My... Oh, perfect first date. Uh oh. I I know it's really intricate, but okay. <laughs> Don't get crazy. I, there's definitely me dressed up in a tuxedo shirt and a bow tie with my Star Trek cufflinks, and then we go to watch like a symphony. Um, probably there's a guest pianist because guest pianists are the best in symphonies. Ugh. <laughs> Symphonies, symphonies. Either that or a musical. I could really get behind like Wicked, Wicked, Wicked. I could go watch Wicked. Either that, <laughs> I could do Carmina Burana again. Like that is so beautiful. Anyway, it's a really great opera. You should watch it, it if if you have the option to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, we get we get fancied up, very nice. Go to a um, 
an Italian restaurant that involves very, very traditional Italian food, like, mm. like nice. real, like straight up accurate. And then, yes, it would be a pricey date, but and this is assuming I've known who's, the person Whose perfect while. date isn't pricey? I, I mean, well, well yours. Per- <laughs> okay, Mine let's... Practical. You got you got to buy a six-pack <laughs> and, and a canoe <laughs> rental. A canoe rental and a six-pack. That's, that's, six-packs work for everything, guys. You're like, hey, let's go walk the dog. Let's get a six-pack first. <laughs> uh, Sure. <laughs> anyway, Let's there would cook food, but we got to get a six pack first. With and there, were, I don't, I don't know how the date would end, but at some point we oh. would definitely be petting cats. Like that's that's it. Okay, um, bow ties, tuxedos, Italian food, symphonies, and cat petting. That is a perfect date, and like that, like I'm good. <clears throat> wow, right, mine is not that intricate, but <laughs> oh, sorry, um, I just imagine. For, I like to just spend my time like an hour just getting dressed. So just some, it's gonna have to be somewhere nice because then I'm just gonna put on some nice Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston as I get dressed. You know, yes. just do myself mm-hmm. up. <clears throat> and I don't know, but I picture there being a staircase, and then he's just waiting for me in like a a, a tux or something. And then here I come, come down the stairs like the queen. And then just like, you know. I feel I, like you're fulfilling like the other half of my fantasy <laughs> day right now. Except we're just like the wrong gender yeah. for each other. Like, Aww. I'm in a tux, you're in a dress, we're both taking forever to get ready. You come down the staircase, yes. you're breathtaking. <gasps> I'm busy getting a six pack. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just fabulousness everywhere. I just come down the stairs slowly, just like I've arrived. And then, you know, he puts out his hand and it's just like walk to the you car. Kiss it. You better kiss yeah, of course. You know, open the door, we drive, we have a nice little conversation and this nice like black I don't know, whatever I'm not a car person, so some nice black car. Mercedes. We get yeah, sure. <laughs> we get to a nice Ford. restaurant. Um, preferably Italian like Filippo was saying or French and then we just sit there and eat under the candlelight and you know, just like <laughs> tell me more and then mm, yeah. And then leave the rest to yes. like an interpretation. Oh, hold up, D- does yours have cats? No. Oh, well. <laughs> well, for all the dog loving women out there, mine yes. would involve dogs, oh, particularly my dog, because my dog's cooler than your dog. Her dog's name is Holly, and she's very cute. She is. She's very friendly. She's a chewini. She's a little monster. Oh man, I that can't. was yeah. that was very three <laughs> how distinct did, how different did he, dates. Huh? He described literally the other, other half, half of my right. date. That's true. That that is she true. would be in a dress. She would Without walk the down cat. the staircase. Uh, she would just be gorgeous. We'd talk over candlelight. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe we should date. Maybe <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'd, uh, I wanted to open this up with like very light, very funny, whatever, but y'all got me uh, rolling over here. This is so funny. When you said dating, I thought we were going to talk about like dating websites. Oh, we are. We are. Oh, I, just wanted to hear, I just wanted to hear you guys' yes. perfect dates first. Now I just, you have me daydreaming. Oh, I'm, just like, oh. I'm surprised <laughs> y'all guys didn't pick out the Star Trek cufflinks. Like I'm I've just seeing them. They're amazing. Oh my gosh, they are. <laughs> Where'd you find them online? Uh no, actually. Well, okay, I found them at like like. Sights and sounds. Yeah, it was at sights and sounds. There's this guy. He had a booth, a whole bunch of like really oh. nerdy stuff, like paraphernalia. It was great. So I see these cufflinks, and I'm like, maybe I could find them on eBay for cheaper, and I couldn't. So I kind of haggled with them, and I got some <laughs> Star Trek cufflinks, and they are they are really quite gorgeous, actually. Um, they're they're really nice and. Between that and one of my seventeen bow ties, oh. I could I could really spiffy up. It'd be great. Okay. Now, when you guys go on this perfect date, yes, <laughs> how do you go about finding the right person? Is it online? How do you feel about the online? The grinder, I know, is a big thing. Grinder <laughs> uh, is really more for for gay men. Yeah. There's there's a whole, whole no other. dating there though. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, grindmare, <laughs> grindmare, grinder. No I was thinking about another perfect date, which involved riding horses. I mean, the horses. name pretty much tells Because I all. I have a horse and I like to ride horses. So I, I thought mares. I'm like grind mare. No, grinder, grinder. Yes, grinder is really not. It's grinder is more grinder. From what my understanding is, yes, it's girl. more like a hookup place. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. <laughs> definitely. I don't do up. online dating. I just do word yeah. of mouth. Very really, yeah. Cis male centric. Yeah, hookup centric. Yeah, it's all about. White cisgendered, you know, mm-hmm. st- there's always there's straight acting on there too, it's which just, I can't it's just get a behind. Place. Like straight acting, like you act like you like women. I don't get that. Straight acting supposed to be I'm a masculine man, but they're like, 
um, straight acting, looking for the same. It's like straight acting. What is that supposed to mean? Like they masculine. haven't come out of the like, closet. No, like, it's not that they haven't come out of the oh, closet. Okay. Well, we be as gay as yeah. Man. It's just like oh, I'm a masculine yeah. man. So to, to you, is that man. kind of disrespecting the? you know, what you stand for or what, you know, gay men stand for or stuff like that? Because I feel like, in a way, that's kind of... Um, yeah, I I just find it so... Like, it goes back to internalized homophobia, just like this, you know, oh, we want, you know, straight... Uh, it just boggles me. I want to be a manly man. I know. Like dudes. <laughs> just like, um, I don't... It's a penis in your mouth doesn't equate to straight time. acting. What, you, you know, I know we talk about the what? online dating and the straight acting and stuff like that, but I also want to get into the fact that clubs and bars and things like that, too... Are amazing. I know is... Oh, okay. More sketchy, depends on what your experience <laughs> is. I've had both. Yeah, you can, you can get some variation in uh, experiences there. It can either be... Really cool, really light, really fun, or just really, really, really sketchy. Or just filled with straight people trying to hook up. Yeah, that's I was just about to yeah. ask. So, you know, speaking of the bars and the clubs and things like that, I mean, with straight Mm-mm. people going there, I mean, what is I the feeling? Because I will say this. I will say this. To be fair, I'm a person of a better mindset than this, and I think y'all have known this over the past four weeks. But, I mean, I don't care if gay people come to a straight club. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't care. But I again, I'm not speaking for the majority. Yeah. I'm speaking for myself. So I know that's kind of a mute argument. Mm-hmm. But like personally, I mean, if you're gay or lesbian, you come to a straight club. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I don't really care. But I know, like, if straight people go to a gay bar or they go to a gay club, it it's not it's not good because I th- I feel like a lot of it is they're going for the wrong purpose. Mm-hmm. It feels uh, like a hostile takeover. <coughs> yeah. Because well, I mean if you want to look at it in a very in a, in a very certain way, that's that makes sense. If you want to look at it in a certain way, that is because let's face it, straight people have had their own bars for centuries. I know, they have like twenty. So we make so we make our own little safe space of a of a gay bar or a gay club yeah. or any kind of you know place where that's specifically target for not straight people it's it's a it's a safe place and it feels kind of like oh well now that you have the straight people coming in i don't know if i can flirt with you or if you're gonna get freaked out yeah it's kind of a and even not that but in the gay pride parade like (laughs) yeah it's not even flirting it's just in general let's take your gay pride parade and like throw a ton of straight people in there let's just put like a let's just put like a men's rights (laughs) activism thing in there (laughs) i just think um um, jeez, because it's like like uh, Brianna was saying, you know, y'all have everything already. Like, why do y'all need to come to our space? Like, <laughs> because we, we know how to have fun. Exactly. Have you been to Amateur Male Stripper Night at Rain on Thursdays? You Honey, should. Male strippers, I'm there, but um, I mean, not all of them are great, but it's fun. Well, men are men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like this, no. straight women come there and they just can't be the. They're generally not the most, you know open-minded people you know it's just like oh my god it's my bachelorette party i got on a penis hat and you know i'm looking for gay guys to make out with it's like girl that's what are not you what they do. doing oh honey it's like that's not what they're <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm like no girl we don't want to kiss yeah. you sorry I feel like and, a straight you know, guy coming up to me like want to make out with me no that's not how it works exactly and it's just uh, and then you know you get the influx of straight girls and then the straight guys here oh my gosh all the straight girls at the gay bar so then they come and then you're like this is a gay bar. You're like, oh, hey, how are you? Then it's like, oh, I'm not gay. Then it's like, then why'd you um, come hello? here? Hello, I'm sorry if you're offended that I came up to you in a gay bar. So it's just, yeah. uh, just, just check and make sure, just testing the yeah, waters yeah, of just, your sexuality. I think dating in the gay community is always interesting to me. I think uh, it's every, totally different. Yeah, I'm just gonna it's say coming different. from somebody who is in the the straight dating, straight dating, <laughs> straight <laughs> dating world for way too long. This I am learning so many new things. It is a it is a it's a web. Everybody knows everybody, and oh, yeah, you're gonna meet do. somebody like oh yeah, I hooked up with them at one point. You're like you know what you know what? Can y'all just stab each other's pants for like five minutes? Yeah. I'm serious. It's a web. It's really fascinating. In the in the gay community, is it more dating or more hooking up? Wow. I don't. Know. In the male depends community. on the age range. Uh, I can't speak for maybe? lesbians, but for the gay men, it's <laughs> well, a lot well. of hooking up. Um, I mean, you have dating here and there, but you know the definition of dating kind of gets slurred. It's like, oh, we went to the movies one night, so you know we, we're dating now, and it's like, no, y'all just sleep every weekend together. And it's like it was y'all. a first date. Does that count? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so a lot of hooking up. I mean, if you get men are very. Um, you know, 
sex centric so you know get two men mm. together of course it's gonna be very sexual lesbian well i mean with lesbians and like queer women in general i feel like i feel like dating happens a lot more um because women tend to be um i'm not gonna i hate to say that women are like more emotional but when once once women um are like mature you know there's a greater focus on the whole actually being in a developed relationship i mean college age girls they're that's usually the age where women are very kind of i I don't want to say like experimenting but they're like going around figuring out what they like figuring out how to do things how not to do things and Mm -hmm. i feel like if anything that's really where promiscuity reaches its high point in the lesbian community is right around college age well yeah and like that's what i was kind of talking about with age range i haven't been in this world long enough to Mm -hmm. know specifically what's going on um i still ask myself sometimes what on earth is going on here why can't we all just get along it gets catty um i mean it's a it's a bunch of women it gets catty but i like yeah tying back to the age range thing just because you know you're in college now you're finally out from under your parents thumb and you're feeling comfortable with who you are so you're like you know what i'm gonna hook up with as many people as possible (laughs) to find out what i like blah 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 you know and i think it depends on personal experience too just you know i feel like the oddball out sometimes just because i've had so much you know that kind of experience that i'm like okay great i'm not i'm not i'm i don't i don't look for it now but i have a lot of friends that do because that's that's what they're that's what they're doing right now that's what they're they're figuring out what they like and what they want to do and everything and i say go with them as long as you're safe about it of course you know safe it's it's a personal preference on how if they want to hook up if they want to date so making a generalization about i mean yeah i guess you can make generalizations that everybody just hooks up but yeah. it's a personal preference and it's a maturity mm-hmm, thing maybe also, i feel like that causes a lot of judgment to just make a generalization about the lgbt community that they are all promiscuous because that is something that is also highly judged by a lot of people yeah. and a lot of people have actually said things like well, i wouldn't mind the gays so much and they weren't just all so sex centered and you know um. it's not really the association that we need right now um but honestly, when you never really get to see representation of people of your sexuality, you know, in the media, like, mm-hmm. you're like, you you see straight sex in all the movies. Or Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, you see a lot of straight <laughs> yeah. sex in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. You don't see a lot of gay sex. And so, I mean, for gay people, like, they kind of have to go out and find their own experiences. They can't live vicariously through the gay people yeah. on TV because the gay people on TV are either not there or not doing it because they don't really, like, that is not a safe thing mm-hmm. to put on national television. It's not something that gets broadcasted. So, I mean, it's kind of a, you have to find your own way. You have to you have to figure things out for yourself because there's no one out there saying, yeah, this is this is how you have gay sex. And they're like, oh, you have to figure it out. And not even just just sex. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a personal discovery process as far as the dating process goes in general. Just because I mean, I can't, I really can't talk to my parents anymore about stuff, dating stuff, because I know it makes them uncomfortable. You know, can't go up and be like, "What do you think a girl would like?" You know, they're gonna be like, "Uh, where should I take uh, her on a date? You shouldn't take uh, her on a date anywhere." You're like, uh. "Yeah." So it's it's you don't you don't have as much support. I feel. Um, except from your friend group and everything, and even then, their their opinion might be flawed. Yeah, yeah. So it's a personal group, discovery process. The friend yeah. group opinion is usually leans a little bit more to the promiscuous side. It's like, oh, you should depends just on the friend group. Yeah, yeah. My I have one friend very, group that's not like that, yeah. and I have one friend group that is like that. My yeah. friend is very, uh, you know, she's very pure and virgin. I'm just like, girl, I'll be like you. So it it, <laughs> it depends on the uh, friend group, definitely. Yeah, well, and look, your personal preference. Sounds like I'm, I, I've learned something new. Just like straight people. I've learned something. Well, yeah, that that's true too as well. And I've learned something new every week with you guys. That dating segment, I think, made me realize like, whoa, yeah. it it really is different. Um, you know, it, it's to each its own. And uh, 
sadly we're running out of time mm, we just talked too sadly. much and um, this was a really interesting <laughs> thing I man, I hope we can do another one especially about the gay perspective and build more on these shows that we've done and talk about the gay community because I think you guys have a lot to say um, and too much like, to say like, <laughs> and like I said I've learned so much but before we we uh, au revoir we guys oh. what are your final thoughts uh, wow uh, final thoughts let me see um, as far as religion goes, religion is a very personal thing. Um, that is for you to decide. If you want to be religious, that is your choice. And if you have to reconcile your religious lifestyle with maybe a homosexual or transgender lifestyle, like that is something that is for you to find. And you can interpret the Bible or whatever book it is you're reading however you want. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not for other people to judge you. Like the Bible, the Bible itself says, you know, if you judge a man, like you'll be judged. What is it? Like tenfold? What he, I don't yeah. know. Something I about I that. I mentioned that I really haven't read the Bible. Oh, okay. Well, at any <laughs> rate, <laughs> at any rate, you know, it says in the Bible, don't judge others or yeah. lest you be judged yeah, the way you judge yeah. them yeah. right so i mean like you know what rule. treat others as uh, you want yeah. to be treated yeah, yeah. so Easy. i mean for other people i say you know if they're gonna make judgments that's their problem but uh just just be who you are and and if you if you need to you can kind of reconcile the two parts of yourselves and just uh just make it happen um my last thought is for this series um, it's just, uh, you know, the date, dating process can be a very strange thing in the LGBTQIA community, especially for more queer people. Um, so it's great to just go out there and have experiences. Online dating can be a reliable source, depending on what you're looking for, of course. Um, so yeah, just go out there and always wrap up people that's always important and we didn't get a chance to talk about allies tonight because you know we talk a lot here um so if you want a more in-depth view point on allies in the community then you should listen to or read my um column in the university star coming out on thursday or maybe even tomorrow wednesday people um (laughs) brianna um, I just want to wrap up the entire series, and I just want to say that we're here, and we're queer, and there's nothing to fear, you guys. <laughs> that's the thing. That is a, that was a great way. That was a great way to end uh, final thoughts there. Um, you know, we've had fun. We've talked about coming out, talked about stereotypes, civil rights, uh, people of color in the community, privilege, gender roles, uh, fashion, talked about activ- activism, um, pride talk about dating and we've talked about a plethora of things and hopefully the discussion doesn't just stop here it keeps on going and going and going and going um for philippa for brianna for uh brandon i'm your host otis evagal and like i always say we'll see you next time Bye. Bye. bye